Hey, we, uh, we want to share with you a few stories from the road this morning. We're going to invite some of the folk who were on the road that went to some of the conferences. They're going to come and share a few s- stories as well. But if you've got your Bible with you, would, would you just open it for me to Luke chapter 10? Luke chapter 10. Either grab your, real, you know, your paper one or your electronic one, whichever that you use. Luke chapter 10, and we're going to just read one verse here. The context is Jesus has um, sent out his 12 to go and do the works of the kingdom. And uh, when he commissioned them, he said, go from village to village. When you're welcomed, bless that place with, your, with peace. If not, keep moving. Um, and then he said, proclaim to them that the kingdom of God is near, that, and then heal the sick and cast out demons. They were Jesus' commission to the, to the 12. And then he extends that out another ring, and he says, okay, now another 72, and he sends out the 72. In verse 17, let's pick up this one verse. Verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. That's the first testimony of the overflow of the heart of these disciples who gave themselves to Jesus' call and commission to go, go and take this good news. And the overflow of their testimony is the story of their activity. A, they realized they'd been authorized by Jesus to proclaim a message and to put into activity and action that authority. And the first sign of the overflow of that testimony was that the demonic powers were confronted and driven out of people and people came into freedom as the kingdom of God came over their lives. What, what a great testimony. And I, the reason why we picked that, that scripture, just, just as an on-ramp for this morning, as you begin to hear just some of the story of what we witnessed Jesus do on, while we were on the road with the Holy Spirit, this, this is our testimony as well. This is our testament. We saw Jesus set people free, and we put our hand to what he was doing as the message of the kingdom was proclaimed, and we saw a number, a number of people set free by the power of the Holy Spirit from all forms of demonic infrastructure and constraint on their lives. And I just want to give thanks, too, to Tavia last weekend when Tavia shared a great message here. If you haven't had a chance to see it, Go back and watch it on YouTube or listen back to it on our podcast channels. Uh, and, and Tavia just went after this thing called unbelief. She went after this demonic infrastructure that we give ourselves over to where we find ourselves not believing in the call and the commission and the work of the kingdom. And we adopt a position of passivity and, and, um, and reticence and, and I just want to say thanks, Tavia, for poking at that thing in the spirit and in our lives. And I want to encourage you, go back and have a listen to that one. So we've returned from nearly four weeks on the road, serving the Big Vineyard family around the country. And we are completely exhausted from that. 
uh, because we, we went not only from did here, but we went to New Zealand as well for a week. We're completely exhausted, but I want to I take those words of the 72 and say, these are, this is our story, returned with joy. We're completely shattered, but we're like overflowing with joy and thanksgiving. I'm not sure how that works, but like when I'm lying on the couch, a complete slob on Wednesday, exhausted, but like overflowing with joy at all that we've seen God do. And so we've returned home with joy, and we're going to share a few stories around that. But I thought I'd just hand over to Nick. Do you want to share a few thoughts first? It's really good to be here this morning. When you, when you miss church three weeks in a row, even though we were doing church somewhere else, we're not with our family here locally. And so I just firstly want to say we've missed you all and it's really great to see you here this morning. We're really thankful, as Scott said, we're really thankful for the way in which church keeps going when we're not here. And that you guys are all part of the national work that we do, that you release us, you pray for us, you support us um, in that work. And a bunch of you all came to conferences as well. And that was just an absolute joy for us. So I just wanted to say thank you as our local church. We feel your prayers. We feel your support. And as we go, we take all of you with us, both in our heart and our thoughts and our prayers. So thank you. I wanted to read one psalm, one verse, Psalm 911. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all of your wonderful deeds. And that's simply what I want to do this morning is just talk about all the wonderful things that God did uh, that we got to see or that he invited us into to participate. It's all of him and what he was doing at conferences. So I'll just share a little bit of an overview and others will speak more in depth, but we had, so we've had three conferences and two in Australia, one in New Zealand, and they're in intense um, two and a half days. And God does so much in those two and a half days. You can't kind of contain it down to two minutes, but I'll, I'll try. In the Melbourne one, we had over 170 people in attendance, which was more than we ever anticipated. And in Sydney, there was over 250 people. So it was really wonderful. And as the spirit moves, God draws more people. And so if these things gain momentum across the conference. And so we got to see more people in the evenings as well. It was, as I said, a joy to see many of you come. There was 25 people from this local church that traveled and went to conferences. And many of you served there in fulfilled roles and I just wanted to say thank you so much for that. We had uh, Paddy Putman come from the USA and he had between, in Melbourne there were uh, two, uh, three other people with him so he had a team of four there and then in Sydney they had a team of eight um, and they're various people from across uh, Vineyard USA and one young man from the UK, mostly connected to the vineyard and mostly uh, were students of his School of Kingdom Ministry. So they came fully equipped, fully empowered, ready just to follow where the Holy Spirit was moving. And uh, they really blessed our nation 
with what they brought and what God did through them. So Putty did some exceptional teachings um, in the evenings and then in the mornings at each conferences we had local speakers, local pastors and Kirk and I. And so those teachings, those videos uh, will be up on our website, the Vineyard Australia website tomorrow under the tab resources and then they'll just be dated um, with the speaker's name. So look for those. I really encourage you particularly to uh, listen to Putty's and watch Putty's teaching. Just phenomenal um, what he brought, which I won't go into here. I will be here all day. There were many ministry encounters as just the sweet presence of Jesus filled the room and the Holy Spirit's power and presence was activated. Uh, we saw people um, get reactivated into ministry. Uh, one um, encounter, one beautiful lady who's, who's served in the vineyard for decades uh, came to conference and I think the months prior to that telling God that she was done and she would say that in her words, I'm done God. She said every prayer time I'd have with the Lord, I'm done, I'm done, I'm not doing this, I'm done. And the Holy Spirit really moved on her and convicted her heart so beautifully uh, to let her know that he didn't think she was done. And as the presence fell on her, she just repented and just wept and wept. And, you know, she gave testimony one night and she said, there was a huge puddle literally of my tears on the floor as I realized that God still wanted to use me. And in that process, he was healing old wounds just in that moment. And so she went to church the next day, at a local vineyard church in Melbourne, and she said, during the worship time, I, re I repented and said, Lord, I'm sorry for my attitude in that and what I thought and where I thought, uh, where I excluded you from that. And then 10 minutes later, God had her pray for a dear friend of hers um, who was mostly blind from cancer treatment. And it was literally 10 minutes later, she said, I laid my hands on this lady and prayed for her. And I watched her eyes transform in front of me and she got her complete sight back. So in 10 minutes from her repenting to then laying her hands on somebody, God came in power and healed her. And so she was so lit up and, and just as that scripture said, came back filled with joy that God's hand moved and healed this dear, dear lady who then is reactivated into ministry. She had, uh, had served the Lord for years and this had put a pause on that because of her health. And now she was all fired up as well. One of the themes in um, Sydney, we saw a lot of deliverance ministry and there was a day where we just had a whole day of it and we hadn't actually lined up the themes exactly for that but the teaching in the morning was just powerful testimonies from a set of our pastors pastoring on deliverance and where they saw God delivering people through giving them dreams and they would share that with people and the spirit would move and and then they would allow God to work in their lives and they'd get delivered and then, then it just so happened in the afternoon we had a deliverance workshop on so just about the entire conference went to that workshop and it was powerful. I know some ladies would um, give more testimony to that. And then on the, same, on the same day in the evening, there was just a massive time of deliverance after Putty's teaching. 
So we really felt like that was on God's heart um, for both conferences, but particularly in Sydney, we saw a lot of God's freedom coming. And he longs for us, for his sons and daughters to be free and healed. And that sometimes looks in the form of deliverance. And it happens so quickly, but the effects of it on your life is so powerful. And so we, we are just, our hearts are so full with what God was doing and what, where his kingdom was moving in people's lives. Psalm 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And we just saw so much of that happening. Personally, for me, I was really um, enriched by the teachings um, of Putty and just, it was just like, fresh wind just washed over you and you know at one of the points I was I thought I don't know if I agree with you putty but that was good because it challenged me to change my thinking and to look in scripture and ask the Holy Spirit and I got to the end of it and I went I do I do agree with what you're saying I do I understand what you're saying which is a miracle and furthermore the Holy Spirit's doing a work in me there was a really great teaching. I won't speak about New Zealand because we're mainly focusing on Australia. But there was Alexander did a great teaching on leadership there, which I really enjoyed. And I'm discovering after conferences, I've got much more freedom to pray in tongues. And not even of me thinking I'm going to do that. It just happens as I open my mouth. And even singing in tongues, which I don't want any of you to hear. But... <laughs> But it's a beautiful time with the Lord, and I just feel really refreshed, surprisingly, by those encounters. One last thing. After our national conferences, uh, we had two church planting workshops, uh, one in Melbourne and one in Sydney after the conferences. Um, because, you know, a year ago, the Lord gave us this vision of uh, love be multiplied. And so we're stepping into that more and more. And there's a growing hunger to see more local churches, more vineyards planting. And so we just felt it was time to start uh, meeting together, talking together, asking the hard questions, asking the Holy Spirit to show us where he's uh, wanting to send people. So we had these two workshops um, they were um, comprised of a panel of just a few people who have planted churches before, both past and present, where they are currently planting, and just to share their experiences, their wisdom, and to answer questions. So in Melbourne, we had 20 people there, and there were two groups of people who are pursuing church planting, not not in Melbourne, but in other places around Australia. And then I had another couple on Zoom who couldn't make it. So there were three groups um, in that workshop. And then in Sydney, we had 28 people there with two um, active church plants going now, participating in it, um, and four groups of people attending that workshop. So God's starting to stir. He's starting to um, sow seeds in people's hearts. He's starting to um, call people uh, to the purposes and the plans that he has for them. And um, there, there's probably another three or four groups of people who couldn't get to those workshops that God is stirring uh, in their hearts. So we're really excited for what God wants to do um, here in Australia with the vineyard.
we ended those workshops with just really great prayer time, praying for these couples that came and just seeking God's heart and his plan together for our nation. So that's it. Thanks, Nick. So the, um, the end of all of that is um, God has really come, he has visited, he has empowered and equipped his church and he's given us a whole bunch of invitation to partner with him into a whole, all these church, new church plants that are going to come over the next few years. So please keep praying into that. When the God calls and starts to envision people, it's like a little seed of just lands in their heart and it begins to find good soil and so we're just praying that it would not only find good soil but that it would it would have breakthrough life and it would we would see a return of you know 30 60 100 fold of what God's putting in people's lives especially in this area of church planting I knew we were going to have a good conference on our way to Melbourne when we drove down we stopped in Penrith on the on the way down, we did one day, we drove to Penrith, stayed overnight, jumped back in the car and drove down to Melbourne the next day. And anyway, we were having breakfast in this little cafe and, you know, I was wearing my best driving gear, which was a slobby old hoodie and daggy pants and and, and um, thongs on my feet. And um, as I'm paying for breakfast, there was, these two, there was these two dear ladies that were sort of sitting off to the side, but they could see the back of my surf hoodie and it had you know, just some surf brands on the back of it, something, nothing really. But anyway, they thought it was cause for comment, my clothing, you know. So anyway, they're having a good chin wag about my choice of attire. And at the, at the moment, at, in the moment, I'm like, these, these girls are having a crack at me. <laughs> so, so anyway, I just like, I pay my bill and then I turn around and I'm like, and, and, and they're both sitting at their own table they have their own table each, but I was reminded of that scene, you know, in the Muppets, where there's those two in the <laughs> in the balcony. They've always got something to say about what's going on over there, you know. So anyway, they were having a good good chinwag about me, and I just turned around and I I I, I said, oh, g'day, and and uh, the main person who had comment, they were they said to me, oh, hello, what are you doing here? I said, well, I'm just having a good breakfast with my wife and Javier was with us on the trip and so we um we're just having breakfast and 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 um and she and the, and a friend then says yeah about the clothing you know and that this was the bit I liked they prefaced it with young people these days uh, I'm like that's me I'm taking all of that <laughs> I'll leave the you know take the meat and spit out the bones I'll take that bit so anyway, it's young people these days and their clothing and they had quite a bit of stuff to say about all of that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, then they said, where are you off to? And I said, well, we're going down to Melbourne. We're going down there to do a conference for a church. And, and they're like, oh, what, what happens at those sorts of things? You know, and so I just gave a little bit of input. And, and then uh, uh, while I was talking, the one lady says, oh, I've never been to Melbourne on a trip like that, something like that on a trip. And I said, oh, yeah, we're going to take this part of the highway and see this bit of Australia. And I said, we haven't driven that road either. And she said, oh, I'd love to come with you. And I said, well, I don't have any room in my car because it was packed with all this conference material. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I do have roof racks. (laughs) And I had that scene from Chevy Chase, you know, (laughs) that movie where he goes and he's, anyway, he ties in a rocking chair on the roof of the car. Anyway, I'm having that flashing through my mind and and then I'm like, behave, Kirk. 
And so I'm, I'm said, well, I don't have any room. I can't, can't fit you in, can't take you. Sorry about that. But I noticed that she had a, a wrist um, band on her, on her right wrist. She'd obviously had either carpal tunnel or just some sort of condition, arthritic condition or something or other. And, and so I just said, oh, is, is your wrist okay? And she, she said, oh, it gives me a lot of grief and pain and I can't fully move it. And I said, well, I said, before I go, I said, would you like me to pray for it? Because I, I believe Jesus can heal your wrist. And she says, oh, oh, what would that look like? And I said, well, just put your arm on the table there. And I'll, if you're okay, I'll put my hand on, on your wrist and just ask Jesus to bring his kingdom and heal your wrist. And she said, oh, okay. So anyway, she puts her arm out and put my hand on her wrist and just very simply just thank God for his loving presence for this woman's life and, and that, that you're a God who heals. And so we just release healing power now into this wrist. And, and at that, her eyes opened like, you know, deer in the headlights. Just like all of a sudden her eyes just flicked wide and open. And she's, she's like, you could see that the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit was touching this dear woman. And there was a physiological phenomena happening to her. And she was very conscious and aware of it. And she was like, like, what's going on? And I said, it's okay. I said, that's Jesus. He's touching you. And he's bringing his healing to you. And at that, she was like, oh, this is, you know, a bit much. And I said, would you like to know Jesus? And she said, yes. I said, okay, well, just pray with me. And so I introduced her to Jesus and Jesus to her. And I said, you guys are going to get on great together. And, um, and I just blessed them, and then I said, I'm on my way. And then the, the other lady said, what happened with her? And I said, well, she's going to tell you all about it. <laughs> and then I left. And so we just knew we were in for a good time with the Lord. As soon as you purpose your life and posture yourself to like, okay, God, we're just going to follow you into this, this adventure of your kingdom. He opens up all of these moments if we have eyes to see if we can, eyes to see, just like Jesus said, I, I do what I see my Father doing. The, the, the understanding is that we actually can see with our natural eye when God is on the move. We saw so many beautiful things. And before I'm, I'm going to invite Michelle up in a minute and she's going to share just a little bit of testimony. And then any, other, any of the other crew that were there, then I'm just going to open it up for you guys to come and share quickly as well. But as, as um, before I invite Michelle up, just one other uh, quick story. Nicole's talking about how deliverance seemed to be a, a very specific theme that the Lord was reminding us of. That, you know, not only do we heal the sick, but we cast out demons as part of the ministry and message of Jesus and the kingdom of God in setting people free. And I know it's we often lean into the healing thing because that's nice and beautiful, but the the whole idea of driving out demons, we tend to want to sort of take the foot off the accelerator on that one because that's like a bit, ooh, that's a bit confrontational. But that's the nature of the kingdom. It's the nature of the kingdom. It comes and it confronts stuff and sets people free from it so that Jesus can be their Lord and King. Well, anyway, we get to Melbourne and then one of the nights, I forget what night it was, it's all a blur now, but one of the nights I was way across the other side of the conference room, which was a big gymnasium, and I looked at this bloke way over on the other side of the room and I saw him sitting there and I'd, I'd met this guy one time before in my life and I met him in May this year at a conference. 
And so anyway, I spotted him and I just felt drawn to him. So I walk all the way over and, and he's like, oh, g'day, g'day. And so we're just having a little bit of a chat and catching up on how he's going, very just day-to-day stuff. And I just said to him, you know, it's really good to see you. And when I said that, I put my hand on his shoulder. And it was like all of a sudden, it was just like I got this massive download from the Holy Spirit about this guy's life. Now, the massive download wasn't any of his private information. The massive download was these, uh, I had a picture come into my mind of a four-wheel drive stuck in mud. And it was just spinning in mud. And, and so the Holy Spirit, I was like, I said, mate, you know, it's really good to see you. And actually, as I'm just putting my hand on your shoulder, I'm seeing this picture of a big four-wheel drive stuck in mud. And I just kept saying the words, it's stuck, it's stuck. And then I said to him, actually, I think God wants to get you unstuck. And at that, the Holy Spirit fell on this man in power. And the next thing I know, he's on the floor under the power of the Holy Spirit, gripping his midsection because he's experiencing the power of God wanting to set him free. And so I just jumped down on the floor next to him and put my hand on his belly and I said, whatever's in there, in the name of Jesus, that's got my mate stuck, I'm telling you, you need to come out right now in Jesus' name because Jesus wants this bloke unstuck. And, and it's as simple as that. That's my language. It's not fancy or religious. It's just very practical and everyday and it's very me. I don't lose who I am in the process. And I just said, get out in Jesus' name. And at that, there was a bit of a, you know, demonstrative activity taking place. And, and, he's, and then he opens his eyes and he looks at me and he says, don't leave me. Don't leave me. And I said, mate, I'm here for the ride. It's okay. I'm not going anywhere. He says, don't abandon me. Don't abandon me. And I said, it's all right, mate. I'm not abandoning you and I'm not leaving you. And he, and he said, and then the next thing that came out of his mouth was, because I'm always rejected. And so I'm like, righto, there's the things that we're going for, abandonment and rejection. So I named those things. And I said, I told my mate, I said, mate, I'm not going anywhere, but right now I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the stuff in you that's got you stuck. And so I just said, spirit of abandonment and spirit of rejection, I tell you, your time here is up. You need to leave. Get out of my friend in Jesus' name. And sure enough, for the next, it was a bit of an arm wrestle, for the next 20 or 30 minutes, he got gradually freer and freer and freer until those things were expelled out of him by way of a, like a, uh, the sound of a, like, like exhaling very heavily, like really, you know, I can't really demonstrate it, but it was exhaling very heavily. It was like wind came out of him, out of his throat and out of his mouth. And he just said, I feel free. And I said, this, isn't Jesus good? Isn't Jesus a good king? He wants to set the captives free. And it was just a simple like, it's good to see you, mate. And then I had a vision of a four-wheel drive stuck in mud. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought that God would use things just like that to set people free? But there's so many wonderful stories that took place from the crew that went. And I'm just going to invite Michelle up now. Michelle's going to come up. Michelle Cross, why don't you welcome Michelle? Michelle's going to come up here and just share a little bit of the things that 
God, she saw God doing, God did with her, and God gifted to her. All right. Oh, conference was a lot for me. Um, I'll try not to cry, um, but that's what I, apparently I do now. I'm getting very good at it. <laughs> um, so for me, a little snapshot, a little summary of what conference meant to me was it was I had the opportunity to complete some of the stuff from my past um, and have some beautiful ladies over there um, do some deliverance ministry with me and really be able to step into the freedom of God. I had God speak words into my present and he also gave me a little taste of what's to come. So I left with a whole heap of little jigsaw puzzles and at the time when I left conference, I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this. I said to my friend, I've left conference with a whole heap of jigsaw puzzles and I don't know how, you know, these pieces, I don't know how they fit all together. And she said to me, Michelle, they're probably not from the same puzzle. And at that I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can now see that bit was finishing off the past. That's done with, I am now free, I can deal with what that is. This bit relates to now. I'm stepping back into this life. I've got these words that I've got to step in and use and equip and deal with that. And then... I don't have to figure that future stuff out yet. It's it's to come, but God's like planting a seed there so that when it comes, we're like, oh, okay, yep, <laughs> connect the dots. Um, so I thought it's important to share what God's done now because the last week and a half since I've gotten back um, from conference, everything that was spoken into the now has very much been now. Um, so I am... Um, a business owner. I own an accounting practice with three other people um, and it's been a bit of a journey and a bit of a ride and this year has been a lot. Um, a lot to deal with good stuff and bad stuff. Um, I was getting to the point where I was getting pretty burnt out so before with conference being at the end of the school holidays we decided it was a good opportunity to take a break, um, take the kids on a bit of a road trip, have a bit of downtime, explore but just before I, we left, some stuff happened at work and there was a bit of a breakdown um, and I was left really questioning whether I had done the right thing. So I'm naturally a very quiet, reserved person. I get mistaken a lot and people read me wrong and it happens quite frequently, and it's for all the quiet people out there, I feel your pain, because for some reason people think that quiet people are weak, easily led and manipulated, and that is definitely not me. <laughs> Anybody that really knows me, I, I would call myself strong-willed. My husband would call me stubborn. Um, I prefer to go with strong-willed. <laughs> It's like my mum will tell you nobody can make me do anything that I do not want to do. So to be sitting in a director's meeting with my other business partners and then to tell me, oh, Michelle, you're being easily led and misled by your team. And I'm like, I, I went away from that meeting going, I'm in business with two people that do not know me, that don't understand me and I've made a, a terrible mistake. So that's what I came to conference with. 
on the Saturday, no, on the Friday night during Party's teaching, I, I can't even say what specifically, but something resonated deep within my spirit with his teaching. Um, I was very, very moved and had a prayer time over that and that's where the words for the now came in and it was about stepping into my power and my authority. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let's look those words. I'll hold on to those words. Okay, power and authority. I've, I've got this new freedom. <laughs> I'll step into my freedom, my power and my authority. So I've come back with that. As we're driving back into Brisbane after being away on Tuesday last week, I get a phone call from my, one of my business partners to say, oh, there's, you know, we've had two people resign. Everything's a bit of a mess. I walk back into work on Wednesday and my team's like, don't ever leave us again, Michelle. Oh, I'm like, oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, there's some stuff, everything just went, like my, um, our managing partner at work, my other business partner, had just made a big mess of things while I was away for two weeks. I couldn't believe how much damage one person could do in such a short space of time. So, I've walked back into that, but I've carried with me these words of power and authority and the freedom to be myself. And I've, yeah, carried that with me. So, and it was amazing the shift that I have experienced in my workplace and with my fellow business owners that now their perception of me has shifted even without me being present. Um, just with that, respecting my power and my authority and going to me and me having to have some difficult conversations but them leaning on me for support and I'm the one directing and controlling and it's been... So amazing to see God at work in the last week and a half with those words that he spoke over me at conference. Um, and then this week to have the affirmation, say so I had a, a new client come in and he said, oh, I've been praying that God would lead me to an accountant that I could trust. And then he said, you're an answer to prayer. <laughs> which, was, which was like, and then he prayed for me. I was like, oh, well, this doesn't normally happen, but this is good. <laughs> Um, and then I had another um, client in later this week who's, I've been, they've been a, a long-term client of mine who didn't actually realise that I'd bought into the business until this week. It's like he, just something twigged that he saw, the, the, my, my title had changed on the end of my signature. It's like, it's been changed for two years, but it's today he noticed, like this week he noticed. <laughs> And he came in and it's like, there's something happened, like it's, your title's different, what's, what's going on? I said, well, I've, you know, bought into the business. Oh, congratulations, I'm going to go get you a gift. And he came back later with a gift to, and a little thank you note to say thank you, congratulations and thank you. So it's just been, for me, um, since conference, it's like those words for now have been very real um, very evident and it's been um, amazing the way God has affirmed what he is doing right now. So it's been a lot. Awesome. Awesome, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. All right, any of the other team that were there, don't, don't be shy. Just quickly jump up and let's, uh, let's have some story here. You're all looking at each other like, will you go or will I go? Come on. Yeah, I um, I went down. I'll, honestly, um, last three years I went down. I I was I had no doubt about God's love. Didn't have any trouble feeling God's love or anything like that. But I was really over not seeing the kingdom break in 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 ways that we see in the Bible. 
I was cook. I wasn't far away from from our friend in that prayer of not I'm done, but this is just getting ridiculous. God, I've had enough. Um, like this, and I had to repent of some of my stuff in the midst of that, and that happened in the conference, and laid it out there and said, I'll go again. If you want to go again, I'll go again. And so said those words. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, all I want you to do is love the one that I put right in front of you. I was like, okay, that sounds great. And we get up for ministry time. I'm like, in we go. I'm like, oh, you're in for it. Whoever I get, look look out, stand by, because God's given that promise. Go up to a lady and go to pray for her. And it's just like flat. I mean, there was no sense of reception to the Holy Spirit. She couldn't engage. She'd keep talking and butting in and all these things are going on. And I'm like, brilliant, great start. This is awesome. All right, I'll go again, God, and in I go again and pray for a walk up to a God says, go pray for this lady. And I can see at a distance this elderly lady. She's got one, literally one leg to the point of having like the biggest shoes that she's got. She's got a hunchback. She's blind in one eye. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this, <laughs> love the one that's in front of you. Okay, okay, this seems big, but in we go and we prayed and, and there wasn't any healing physically, but there was emotional healing for this lady. And the Sydney and Melbourne things were like that for me where there was little bits and pieces, but it was just like, okay, I just kept that word in the, uh, the, the last word I heard from the Holy Spirit was, love the one that I put in front of you. Okay, I'll keep loving the one you put in front of me, Lord, no matter what happens and did that. And we got to New Zealand and, and for me, that's where, and I think there's a little bit because Belle and I had obviously responsibilities as well. So we were kind of in and out, in and out, in and out of different things. And New Zealand could really just hone in. And Every person that I prayed for in New Zealand, uh, the demonic component, um, and that was something that I had, um, that, that, that I'd really enjoyed ministering to people, not because of the of wanting to confront demons, but the sense of freedom that people get when 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 they go and the, and the kingdom breaking in. That's the key. It's not hunting them down. It's to see freedom and for the kingdom to come into their lives. And so. Um, 400 people in the room every person that I went to pray for there was some sort of activity like that going on every one of them got released of of demonic activity there wasn't always physical healing in the midst of it but the demonic activity came off their life they were freer they some people look physically different sometimes that happens they just get color back in their face and they just look more alive Um, other people were, were freer to do different things it was just wonderful wonderful to to, to be reactivated in kingdom activity um, post that frustration that the last three years have have uh, have brought for me I was I was just I was really quite quite done uh, to, I was really frustrated um, with the Lord and in myself as well so um, just just awesome to see people set free really set free from some of that activity and called into who they are in the king and that's that's the key he wants to pull pour his love out on people and let them know who they are in him that's that's what he wants for us all so it was it was fantastic it was really cool thanks scott all right next who's who's up quickly scan amy come on up amy Well, I I think about, I spoke to you guys a couple of weeks ago as well about some things that I took away from conference. About six months ago, the Holy Spirit started revealing who he was to me. 
And this is a bit of a shock to me because I don't know how I got through 20-something years of a Christian life without really knowing the Holy Spirit. Um, I knew Jesus. I never had a father. I've never met my dad in my life. So I never I, I find it that that's another thing that's probably yet to come as well. But um, the Holy Spirit and being so hungry for more of the Holy Spirit and that being revealed to me. And going to conference, I think it was so awesome to be in a room full of people who also were seeking the Holy Spirit and the power and the presence of God. And I remember, I think it was Friday night, the... no. Yeah, Friday night. Um, it was the second night of the conference and we're in the room and uh, where Jesus was tangibly showing up and touching people's lives. And I have seen the odd thing before, like people being delivered, like a funny manifestation-looking thing or a shout. But to be in a whole room where you could see that happening was really amazing for me to see that so tangibly. So I remember, I don't know if it was the gentleman that you were with that you told the story about, but someone almost looked like they were kind of foaming at the mouth and, and something was coming out of them. And I was trying not to look too much because it was a bit rude, but I also wanted to see what was happening and there's kind of shrieks in different sides of the room. One lady looked like she was kind of giving birth which was a bit weird and a bit weird, weirder to say in public but um, so the, you know there was someone in our congregation who I had to catch because she was falling and there was she wasn't putting it on and I know her so that was really cool and for myself just feeling that little fire of God stirring in my belly and feeling a, a, something weighing me down like and it, at the end I feel like I, I should have bowed down because I think that's what was God was wanting me to do was kind of get on my knees but I was like no I'm not putting it on I'm kind of here but I'm not going to put it on down to the floor like you know not add but I think God wanted me to partner with that and actually a friend in Sydney said to me later I think God was just wanting you to step into that and bow down and surrender I was like oh dang it I kind of I half thought that but I didn't want to be fake and and add myself to it and one of the really massive things that came out that Lee actually highlighted the other week when some of us spoke was how Putty stood up one night and 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 talked about this this thing that I I'd, again I'd never heard it before how you can go through 20 something years and not hear these things is pretty astounding and I think we need to tell people this from the first day they become a believer so they don't waste their lives but um he was saying how you know God he, he wants to use us. There's 100% of him and 100% of us. And for some reason, everything I've been reading, and particularly even recently, stuff like Smith Wigglesworth says, you know, he put, Holy Spirit puts us on like a glove. And for some reason, I thought that was emptying myself of every single thing. I knew it was the bad stuff in my flesh, but I didn't really get that there was still, I guess, the good stuff, the God-created identity that he wanted from, from me and from me to remain. So, so to hear him say, no, he wants us to partner with him and join 100% of us with 100% of him. That was real, like, eye-opening for me and I think it will be life-changing for me. But in terms of the Holy Spirit now um, having... I actually called... Uh, I texted Nicole. I'm like, I want to have you guys around for, like, a coffee and talk to you about the Holy Spirit because I had some questions and they're all they're all answered, which is wonderful, but I still want to have you guys around for coffee. Yeah. Um, but But just that... God is so real, but the whole point is his presence and his power. And if we don't have that, then we just need to go home. Um, and I, I don't know why we think we can rely on ourselves and, and how churches can exist. That they don't, People don't even know why they're in there. And then if we don't have... 
God in us who we're listening to and doing what he's saying, then what's the point? Like, why are we wasting our time? And I just don't know why we don't get that. It has to change. And I think it is changing. I think it's going to be really good. And I want to be front row centre. I was saying to God the last few months, I want to at least be in the room. But I'm like, let's be honest, God. I want to be front row centre. <laughs> awesome, Amy. Thank you. Go, Lord. All right. Maybe. Okay, Lee. Come on up, Lee. Share with us what you uh, experienced of Jesus. Well, mine started, and you guys heard some of this two weeks ago while you guys were still away, but um, it started straight after work and during work. My flight was delayed. I was on the phone to Matt and Marnie's friend, uh, Maka, who works for Virgin. He was straight away changing my flights for me. Uh, Bethany, my daughter, picked me up from my sister's place. I left my car there at Chermside, drove to the airport. I was really anxious just going, what in the world is going on? Am I doing the right thing? Should I really be going to this? Um, And got to the airport and Beth's kind of going, Mum, just get out of the car. Like she's just like, would you just get it together and get out? And so I was like, okay, I'm gone. So I had to like luggage coming out of my ears and bags and whatever. Anyway, checked in and I phoned Macca and he goes, Lee, I'm, I'm up at gate 40. Just come up there. So I got it, went, took myself up to gate 40 and he's just hugging me and he's saying, you know, see those girls over there? They're organising your flight change. They're going to do everything for you. And I said, oh, can, you know, can I buy you a cold drink? And he goes, no, no, I've got to go down and move your bag, change flights of your bag. And I go, okay, buy Macca. So I gave him a hug and off he went. Then I'm walking down, so the ladies get me on this earlier flight. I'm walking down, I get onto the plane and the air hostesses are winking at me because Macca's said to them, this is my friend Lee, She's, she's had her flights changed. You girls have all done it. And so they're, they're winking at me and I'm just like, is this a dream? Am I in a dream? And then I get to my seat and, I'm, and there's a middle seat and there's this man and he jumps up out of his seat and he says, I'll put your bag up. So I was like, okay. And I sit down next to him. He just talks the whole flight, just so excited. And yes, he, he'd had a few drinks. So he was very happy to, for me to talk about Jesus. I asked him to the conference. He goes, I'm not going to Lilydale. That's the end of the earth, Lee. But he was like a best friend and I'd only just met him. He's just chatting away. Um, my main thing that I think the Lord has been speaking to me again about this morning is do I really trust him? Do you really trust him? And that was where I got this picture and Tash and I were talking at the end of church two weeks ago and I remember being, I was saying to Tash, I remember being out at um, Outdoor Education Centre when I was finishing my teaching diploma and we had to actually stand, climb up a slippery dip and stand at 
the back of the slippery dip at the end of the ladder and fall back into people's arms. And I was saying to Tash, that's the picture I kept getting and I kept getting that this morning. Do you and do I, and I'm, this is what the Lord has been saying to me, do you really trust me, Lee? Do, do you really trust me? If I stood up there and all of you stood in a line on both sides and I fell back and you all carried me and that was what the Lord was doing to get me to that conference to the point where the guy that was beside me actually said to me, oh, you can use my Mercedes delivery service to get you to Lilydale because it's an hour and a half and, you know, and I was like, well, just show it to me on your phone. Like, I'm not just going to trust that, like, anyone could be picking me up from the airport. Lo and behold, it was all totally beautiful, beautiful service. Yes, a Mercedes picked me up, took me to Lilydale. Um, next morning, Dave Delaney's hired a car. He's taking me to breakfast and coffee and... Like, honestly, Queen Esther, move over. Just, just move over because it was just so beautiful like that, just the next step. And, the, and putties, like um, Amy was saying, that 100% of you and 100% of Jesus and his Holy Spirit and you join and partner with him in that. And that was a... a total revelation to me that I'm still enduring and loving not enduring but that's probably the wrong word but it sort of is so and the other word I've been getting is for such a time as this and that's in the book of Esther um, just for such a time as this just keep pursuing Jesus and his kingdom and the Holy Spirit and just even if you don't feel him, just keep asking him to come and visit you. Thanks, Levy. That was awesome. Last chance. Did you want, did you want to say anything? Coming up, Jake. Uh, so I went to the Sydney conference um, and I got invited to go as part of like the youth team um, and you lead youth. Um, and so how that kind of looked is like first session we went in and um, Putty was invited to come and speak at youth group. Um, and so me and the other guy, his name is Pete, uh, we led the youth group. And we literally walked in to about 20, 25 kids, all youth group, which was super awesome to see. Um, and we pretty much said, hey, and then we passed on to Putty Putman to then lead. So we did no icebreakers, no nothing else, like who's who type of thing. Um, and Putty shared his story. And then straight after that, he was like, all right, Holy Spirit, come. Um, so lots of these kids didn't know each other's names, didn't know who they were because there were six from Queensland, there was other people from New South Wales and all of that, different churches, so it's not all just one youth group or anything like that. And so we got to know nicknames and shirts and all sorts of things and we got to learn people's names through ministry time um, because that's just how we do things apparently in the vineyard. Um, but it was super cool to see just the Holy Spirit just outworking and outpouring to all of the youth. Um, and then for me in that, um, was super awesome to see. And as a youth group leader or just serving in general, you're like, all right, I'm going to pray for other people and that's what you want to do. But in that time, the Lord had other plans and I got hit with the Holy Spirit in that time. Um, and it was just a sense of like just 
I just got filled with the Holy Spirit and there was so much energy, my leg just couldn't stop shaking. Um, and so it was just building up, building up, building up. And then one of the guys pointed out and was like, hey, you need to like release that. Um, and so that's the only thing I could do is like pray for other people to kind of release this like built up of energy. Um, and so th- throughout the whole conference then it was like this leg thing started to shake and build up, filled with like just, it just felt like I was about to explode. And so that's when I knew I had to just go after it and pray for people. And it was just cool to see just some outwork and outpouring um, through that conference and all of that. So it was a great fun time. Awesome, Jake. I love it. That's so good. Thanks, mate. All right, we got more stories, but we'll do some more of this in the, over the next little while. But um, what we might do right now is we're just going to stand and pray together and then we'll invite the Holy Spirit. And I think the, the, the interesting thing is that when the Lord makes a deposit of his kingdom in your life, to see that continue to grow, there is a kingdom invitation, which is as freely as you have received this from God, give it away. Give it away. And as you do that, it exponentially grows because that's the nature of the kingdom. It grows as, it, as you give it away, not only in you, but through you and for the sake of others as well. And there's a few themes we'll pick up on in a second as we pray together. But why don't we stand and pray and just invite the Holy Spirit. We're going to do a bit of ministry time. And All right, let's, let's, just, let's just pray for a minute and invite the Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, we love your presence. We love how you bring the kingdom of God to us and you make Jesus alive and large. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit, even now. Would you come? Would you, would you fall upon us in this room? Would you bring your empowering presence and would you touch our lives? There's so much stuff here, Lord, that you've, you've done in, in many lives in such a short period of time. And, and so, Lord Jesus, um, as we seek to just give that away now, would you, would you meet us in that moment, I pray? Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. Now, we haven't got a long time, but we have got this moment. And so there's some very significant themes that the Holy Spirit is inviting us into in a moment like this. Themes of um, being reactivated. Themes of beginning to really hunger and know the person of the Holy Spirit. Themes of being empowered by the Holy Spirit for ministry. Being empowered again. Themes of stepping into authority and identity. All of these things the Lord is seeking to bless and give away and build into, and even just Lee's story, just crazy favour of God. Just a crazy favour of God to look after you every step along the way. So right now in this moment, I'm going to invite, I'm going to just invite people just to come on up the front here that want to lean into any of those themes. I want to know and have a increased hunger for the person of the Holy Spirit. I want to step into my authority and power and, 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 and be perceived by others as Jesus sees me and stepping in and partnering with that, partnering for ministry, empowering, 
just come on up the front now. Let's not get too super spiro about it. Just come on up the front and, and we're gonna, the team are going to start praying with you and, and blessing and giving away to you everything that the Lord has blessed to them. So just come on up here. Come on up the front. Sure, mate. Yep, no worries. <laughs> no. Come on up. Come on up. Just, and you guys just, just keep on coming up and folk will start praying with you. You're all right, mate. You're all right, mate. That's it. More, Lord. So, Lord, as, um, as we just open up this front for some ministry now, we, we welcome you. We welcome your power and your presence. We ask that you would just bless and release all that you've, you've poured into our lives this morning, all that you've poured in, and we ask for more. We ask for more. The gift of tongues, that was another one. Who wants to speak in gift of tongues more? Just come on up here. That's available. If you want it, just lean into it and grab it. Deliverance ministry. When's, when's the last time you drove out a demon to see someone set free? And you want to, it's like when you heard that, your heart was like, you know what? I want to give that a crack. I want to do that stuff because that's what Jesus does. That's on offer. You just need to step forward and grab a hold of it. Uh, all of this is on offer this morning from the Lord. So I just bless you now. If you have to go, we bless you to go. But the front is open. Just come on up the front and we're going to have lots of ministry time with each other, okay? Thanks for coming to the vineyard today. Keep praying uh, for just more of, of the kingdom to come through our life together following Jesus. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming to the vineyard today.